Hello, and welcome back to A Thing We're Trying with Jessica Sage and Michelle Zylar. Today, we are going to be talking about spirituality, and I think we're both a little excited about this conversation. Yeah. It's something that we have had conversations about with one another via our WhatsApp chat. And we're like, oh man, we got to talk about this. So here we are talking about it, trying it. Yes. Yes. We're going to try a thing called a conversation that is under an hour about spirituality. So (laughs) please wish us luck and be patient with us. (laughs) This may be the episode that never ends. Maybe we can start by sharing our history around spirituality. Sounds good. Okay. I can go first. (laughs) So I guess my history starts when I was about 10 years old and my parents decided to throw me into Catholic school um, in the middle of the fifth grade. And oh, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that. But um, for today's conversation, basically, I did not like it. I did not resonate with the Bible. I didn't resonate with what we were being taught in Catholic school. And I just felt like something was missing. And as a fifth grader, like I kind of already had like a basis of the scientific explanations as to like why we are here as humans mm-hmm. and and like how we got here as humans. And so like things just didn't really make sense to me. And while those things didn't make sense, I also had felt like there was something bigger out there, like bigger than myself but I didn't like have the language for it I just knew it wasn't under the Catholic religion Mm. and growing up like spirituality wasn't really something that I was like like I really related to like yeah I like felt like I had this knowing that there was something bigger but I didn't like follow it I didn't know much about it and It wasn't until I started like my personal development journey in my early 20s that I became interested in spirituality Um, because personal development was really intertwined with spirituality, at least in the communities that I was in at that time. And so it was around then that I became interested in it and even then and even now I will say like I am a little skeptical but I am still like open and curious and I'm trying to figure out like what avenues of spirituality are meant for me because not all of them are meant for me I've learned um and so I'm just trying to figure out like what does spirituality mean to me and like how do I want to navigate that for myself Hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, 
when you say it was really intertwined in the communities that you were a part of during your personal development, like the beginning of that journey, what did it look like in those communities? Like, how did you recognize it as spirituality? Well, some of the books that I had read, they had made the connections of like the law of attraction, the universe, the highest self, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, like that sort of stuff where you're like communing with all of existence and like becoming an active participant in that. Yeah, or just be like becoming like more aware of it Mm -hmm. and... Like a lot of it was around like, oh, how do my thoughts and actions relate to manifesting? How can I manifest like more happiness or more money? Like a lot of it was around that. And like, let me also say like when I started personal development, like a big part of why I got started was like, it was like intertwined in the multi-level marketing that I was part of so yeah like I think naturally because of that like the group that network marketing and like making money on your own and like being your own boss and things like that like the spiritual the spirituality aspect of it was intertwined with Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. know and that's where like the manifesting like money came from and Mm-hmm. you know anything else that you could throw into your pot of desires mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah um it's almost like this I've been in an MLM as well and it's almost like this like the the spirituality in it for me was almost like this fairy dust that they would sprinkle on top to kind of like solidify like the culty-esque like bonds <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. it's like borrowing from organized religion to like glue everyone together and keep the machine running. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like at this point in my life, you know, I say I'm trying to figure out what spirituality like looks like for me and means to me because I was like in that for a couple years. And I, at some point was just like, this is ick like something about this is ick and I don't want to res like I don't resonate with it anymore and like there's something going on here that they're not saying Mm. and so I like started to back away from it and like even now like I said like I am even like skeptical to like dip my toes back into it because I don't want to have like similar experiences of like people throwing toxic positivity at me and like spiritually bypassing, like just, and you know, like implementing these like harmful practices that don't actually like help anyone out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like your spirit, if you will, or your higher self or whatever, knows that that's not actually spirituality like that that is yeah Mm, I love that I love the way you put that yeah like there's like something in me just new like is like "Eh, something's up like yeah intuition if you will Mm -hmm. yeah and I love that you said it didn't resonate with you because I feel like I'm still exploring and defining what that journey is for me too but a lot of it has to do with resonance like the experience Mm -hmm. of resonance 
in like different aspects, like at different levels. Anyway, is there anything else about your history that you wanted to share? No, I don't think so. I think anything else that I need to share will come up as we continue. Mm -hmm. Is there anything about your history that you'd like to share? Yeah. So when you started sharing, I was like, okay, maybe technically my experience of spirituality uh, relates back to like my first awareness of different religions, but not actually, you know, Um, not in so far as I understand spirituality today because like I think I was more relating to it as like different cultures because that's very much like how it was described to me and my family and like my experience of like you know like if I went to a friend's house for Christmas we weren't they weren't praying you know it was (laughs) it was like a cultural celebration of you know lights and gifts and all that um and being Jewish like we had a different one but we weren't I wasn't raised in a synagogue or anything but interestingly as a kid I think I related it more as like the like a group to belong to you know um Mm -hmm. because I remember in like the fourth or fifth grade I had a really close friend that um she was also Jewish but her family was more spiritual I guess or practicing I I don't know if they were more spiritual but they were practicing they they belonged to um a temple and she started going to Hebrew school and like talking about how she was going to study for her bat mitzvah and everything. And I I was like, Oh, I want to go to Hebrew school. I want to do that. Mm. (laughs) But like, I also wanted to go to the brownies and become a girl scout. Like that was like along the same lines. And then like a couple years later, um, one of my best friends was going to Catholic school for high school. And I was like, Oh, I can transfer with her. Like there, there are a couple Jewish kids in the Catholic school. It's fine. It's not about that. And I'm like, now looking back, it's like hilarious. So like, none of that had anything to actually do with spirituality. But it's interesting how like, that just gets collapsed. Like it's the same thing. And then at some point, when I went through like a dark period, I was like just seeking something to help pull me out. And that's when I was thankfully assigned some books in a philosophy class having to do with Buddhism. And Mm. so I, that's when I started learning about yoga as well. And so the sort of teachings of Buddhism, I don't consider myself a Buddhist, but like learning about Buddhism, Taoism, like Zen practices, like all of that made a lot of sense to me and gave me like freedom, like the experience of kind of having some capacity over my life and like being able to find some peace in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I was like, okay, this is something that I want to move more towards. But I think only recently have I started finding it within myself versus seeking the teachings well that's not true I'm doing both right like I'm still always wanting to learn more from other like outside sources because that's just my nature but the new addition to that is like when I'm writing or if I'm having like a really resonant conversation with somebody like that experience of resonance I can feel it like in my mind body spirit you know, sometimes I even get chills in a conversation 
And so now I'm trying to understand the experience Mm -hmm. of spirituality and like something greater than myself, like, and the vibration of it all, if you will. Yeah. I really love everything that you said. I could like hit on so many little points, but I will hit on what you just said because that's just like the most present and alive right now. When I first got into spirituality, I definitely was like seeking things outside of myself. Um, And I was like turning to Oracle cards and crystals and tarot cards and like somewhat of astrology, somewhat of human design. And like, I had noticed that I was like, again, like looking for those things as like a sense of validation or something mm-hmm. like, oh, well, the card says it's so, so mm-hmm. who am I? Like, you know what I mean? Like my fate is in the card. Like, <laughs> and I just like noticed that I was just like letting the tools have too much control mm. and like have too much of a say and I think that was like something that I was like oh you see like there's something that's not right here like in in the grand scheme of it all like I'm like this is part of what is not right like me turning mm-hmm. toward these tools like as like they are the boss or Mm. like you know what I mean yeah like handing the power over to the tools yeah instead of recognizing that like I have the power inside of me and these tools are just that they're tools to like help guide my power Mm -hmm. and so yeah like now and I think I've mentioned this to you before probably a while ago, but it's like now my spirituality is like, I'm trying to like bring it back to my body. And it's like, I see in a way, like my emotions as a spiritual thing. I see like my human experience as a spiritual thing. And so I'm just like trying to like, like navigate with that, like how those things pair together. You know what I mean? Like, and how I can like be more in control and more in power internally instead of like relying on these external tools or practices or whatever it may be. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I had a friend ask me about the tarot cards. Like I, I got my first deck maybe like a year or two ago and had been wanting one for a really long time. I had a friend ask me and she was like, well, don't you think it's kind of like, you know, arbitrary, like you could relate to any of them. I'm like, well, yes. And, you know, I'm using them more as like a tool for reflection. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it's like, I'm rolling the dice. And then whatever comes is like, here's what's an op, like, here's an opportunity for me to look at this particular thing. Not like, oh, well, this has now defined my life and predicted my future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, I don't really turn toward cards anymore, but there's like every so often I have this little ping that's like, go pull a card. Mm. And that's kind of like 
my process now is like, I'll pull a card and then I'm sitting there with my journal and I'm like, oh, this card, like, this is what I'm seeing in this card. And this is what's coming up for me as I, before I'm even like looking at like the description in the book, like I'm like, oh, what am I sensing from this card? Like what meaning am I making from this card? Mm-hmm. And that's so different than like pulling a card and immediately opening the book and like, you know, believing that that's like the the be all end all of the day yeah like treating it like gospel basically yeah yeah I do that too like I have a practice with a friend where we pull cards every week and I share them most times on my Instagram and sometimes I invite other people in sometimes I just like share what we're up to and um a lot of times like I will just be responding to the images And then maybe later in the week, I'll go back and read what's there or I won't. And it's still really powerful. I mean, it's kind of the same as just like consuming art because they are, they're beautiful. The deck I have, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, art creates an emotional and spiritual response. And I, I look at it as another way to do that. And then also it's like, I guess the other aspect that I have to bring in about my history would be like my interest in magic. And Mm, I love magic. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like favorite movie, Matilda growing up, like Mm -hmm. like that. So, and you know, Halloween's my favorite holiday. And I've been trying to look at like, oh, like how can I imbue my life with magic outside of October, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like pulling cards every week is this way to like shake up my energy and remind me like, oh yeah, you can have magic like every single week. Like it's not, you know, um, yeah. I would argue that we can have magic every single day. Like I find magic experience in nature a lot, like every day, like I can look around and spot a little thing of magic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Especially summer skies, like the Mm, clouds clouds. (laughs) and the, the sunsets, like that is so spiritual for me. Like I can just Mm -hmm. stand there and stare at it. And it's like, I think what you said earlier also struck a chord with me because it is about something larger than yourself. Like, and I, I experienced that like in a stadium. I, it's funny. One of the times I experienced it was in a stadium at an MLM, what do you call them? Conference or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just like feeling connected to those thousands of people, you know, also at like a concert, also at, you know, actually when I'm looking at the skyline, if I'm looking at New York City from New Jersey, I just think about like how many millions of people are across the river or like looking at the ocean, you know, like imagining how far and how deep that goes. And I have no idea the amount of different things that are there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I have those experiences like in the fucking grocery store. I'm just like standing in line and I'll be looking around and I just am like, wow, we're all having the same experience of like being in the grocery store. Like how amazing Mm -hmm. is that? (laughs) Or I like, I will like start tearing up at concerts. Oh my God. At like musicals and shit where everyone's laughing at the same time. I'm like, I'm crying. Okay. Like, cause I, I feel just like this overwhelming joy and this connectedness and that like everyone is like 
we're just like together, even though we're like having these separate experiences. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. just so beautiful. I know. And you know, I've had a lot of those experiences, like coming out of like a personal development course where I'm like in kind of like a pressure cooker of my consciousness, you know, and then like everything gets like blown wide open for me. But I love that you have it in the grocery store. Like, I feel like I remember coming out of a course and being on the subway and just like looking at everyone and like, it wasn't like taught to me in these terms, but basically I was like seeing everyone as their inner child and just like tearing up and like wanting to hug every single person on the subway. Yeah. (laughs) Getting emotional, just like thinking about. (laughs) You know, one of the other really beautiful experiences that I had was um, at a retreat that I, I like helped plan it and also was a participant, but there was someone in attendance that was learning to lead the workshops we were working on, but she was, she also happened to simultaneously be in rabbinical school. And so she was like in her spiritual journey, like, and she was like a convert to Judaism. She wasn't um, born into it. And so she was like really committed. And I don't remember how she phrased it, but she was like, naming herself as like the keeper of like the sacred silence like she was she was inviting us to listen for the sacred silence after something powerful has just been said or like after a conversation ends and I just always remember that and I try to like I have this secret wish that I will put that in more in our podcast (laughs) and just like all my conversations because like how quickly do we rush to fill the space when actually there is something in the space without us filling it? Mm. You say something's in the space and I like immediately I'm like, yeah, a bunch of little like energy, like little, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you could probably riff on that more than I can about how everything's made of energy and like, it's all around us, even when we can't see it. Like, I'm sure you could go on and on about that. Um, That's what I thought of though. It's just like in the space mm-hmm. or just like our words, like the energy of our words, the energy of our emotion, mm-hmm. like yeah, and like scientists can measure these things. They are real. Mm-hmm. Our, they have frequencies. Our thoughts and our words have frequencies. Yeah. Speaking of frequencies, <laughs> I would love to shift the conversation a little bit and talk about this concept of being like high vibe. Yeah, you mentioned it a little before, the spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity. Yeah, I just... Listen, I identify as an optimist, mm-hmm. always have, you know, but this idea that we have to be like happy all of the time or we're manifesting negativity, like I just cannot, <laughs> like, <laughs> can you know what it's not. giving? It's giving like new age version of like, 
the old school religious hypocrisy of like judging others when you're supposed to like I don't know love your neighbor or something I don't know what it actually says but like you know what I mean it's like you're saying you're high vibe but that's not how that's not what it's giving that's not that's no that's not not what what it's getting getting at all yeah and like you know I'm all for being positive I'm all for looking at the bright side of things and like finding the silver lining what I'm not okay with is that like in the spiritual communities plenty that I've been a part of plenty that I know other people are a part of you know the concept of just like oh you have to be high vibe like on your highest vibration, your highest self. And I'm like, okay, first of all, what the F does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And secondly, like, why are we invalidating so much of the human experience that is not that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're allowed to be in grief. We're allowed to be angry. And like, expressing those things does not mean that we're vibing low. Mm -hmm. It's just bullshit, to be honest. And it like, just really irks me, grinds my gears. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, um, like a lot of people. So a few years ago, I learned about tapping and it's been really powerful for me for time, from time to time, but there is that twinge of like, get rid of your negative emotions. Like don't have them, (laughs) like get them out of the way. Um, with tapping, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I just encountered a couple people that gave me that vibe. But then I encountered this really amazing person. I really don't remember who it was. It was a random video. But she was like, tap on the bad shit. Like, just say what's true and tap on that. And I was like, wow, that's so powerful. Because that's really like the most healing thing is just to like allow what's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually surprised to hear that about your experience with tapping because mine has always been that like we're tapping to be with our feelings, to hold mm-hmm. space for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Well, that's, you know, that brings me to another topic that I wanted to bring in is like how many like charlatans and scammers and like quote-unquote gurus and like you know just people oh my god well yeah so there's like scam artists and then there's like people that want to do work that are just like well-intentioned but like not respectful or like knowledgeable about like appropriating cultures Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then there's like you know because it's like there's there's a whole mess of out there of like different stuff. And it's like, okay. I think that's one of the things that I really, really appreciated about like Taoism and Buddhism. Like, yes, the Buddha is a person, but like, I don't know. There wasn't as much focus on like worship this thing or this person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like my understanding of Buddhism, and I actually, you know, smiled a little when you said that you had studied it a bit, because I've always said if I were going to pick any religion, it would be Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my understanding of it is that it's less about, you know, worshiping and more of personal responsibility, personal accountability, community. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So like, where do gurus fit into that? Where do like, well, I think like, I mean, when I think of a guru or like what should be a guru, I think of like somebody who is wise. Yeah. Who is like, actually passing down a lineage of like Mm -hmm. wisdom and teachings yeah yeah that's true but the way it's used today on social media like (laughs) I give you advice so I'm a guru no the hell you're not go write an advice column yeah stop it just stop it please or at least just stop calling it spirituality stop using the word guru yeah yeah. Whatever you're doing, do, do you please enjoy yourself, but like stop pretending that it is spirituality. Mm-hmm. I just like, I think it's just so like insensitive and disrespectful to call yourself that when like real life gurus, you know, were like obliterated. That might be a little harsh of a word, but like all of these practices that so many people practice under the name of spirituality are ancient practices that have been like shamed and colonized and like shifted under like under the name of like Christianity, you know, and then like twisted some more and like so if you're, I just feel like if you're calling yourself a guru, like you're really not taking into account the like historical pieces of what that actually means. And like, like the real impacts that it has had for different cultures and different people and different communities. Yeah. The same can be said for shaman or any, any of those Mm -hmm. that we hear as buzzwords now that really yeah could be held a little more sacred a lot more sacred and with a lot more respect yeah Yeah. you know and like that's not to say that like you're not a healer and that you don't like have gifts right like it's just like maybe call yourself something else maybe acknowledge like where your practices are coming from Mm -hmm. yeah and I love that you said that because it's it's true like I think that's a journey that I'm still trying to figure out for myself is like, what do I call myself that Mm -hmm. is both like respectful and responsible and feels true for me? Like, I don't know. I actually don't know yet. (laughs) Oh yeah. Me either. Um, Healer has just like never sit right with me. And I don't know what else I (laughs) like. I'm just a human. Like I'm a human. Like I'm here. Like, I'm, I have a soul and I'm just trying to figure out the human. <laughs> like, like yeah. That, yeah. You know? like, I like, don't know. My soul wants to contribute back to all of your souls. So what do we call that? <laughs> right, right. Like, exactly. <laughs> what do we call that? Um, please, please let us know what you would call us. Um, <laughs> or yourselves. Yes. Yes. Also, you are probably in a similar boat if you're listening still so yeah please let us know 
what you've found along this journey. Um, I think the other term that I really did on the flip side feel comfortable with is when I learned the term like seeker. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's accurate. I think I'm always going to be seeking something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In regards to that, I think like, you know, when it comes to spirituality, there are things that we might be seeking that we can find in spirituality. Like in the beginning, you had said that like you knew that you could belong to something. And I Mm -hmm. think that's like something that like a lot of people like are looking for is like belonging and acceptance and being part of a group. Mm -hmm. And like, I think spirituality, you know, kind of like casts that as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. But other than like belonging to a group, like what like benefits does spirituality offer us? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the one thing I want to say before we go there is like for the part of belonging to a group, um, I just really have to recommend the Sky Cake bit by Patton or Peyton Oswalt. Have you seen it before? Nope. Well, it's all about how one group was promised sky cake and the other was promised sky baklava. And then there were the dessert wars. Okay. And so, you know, it's like whatever spirituality or whatever group you resonate with, like, please just allow people to find their spirituality however they may want to or not want to like atheists are cool too I have nothing about Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say like let's respect everyone's spiritual path as long right I guess this is going to be a theme for me in every episode as long as you're not hurting yourself or others um you know so anyway what are the other I digress what are the other benefits of spirituality well I would say other than belonging to a group, I think like the experience of like smallness and oneness with everything. I think for me, like what's coming up right now is like knowing that no matter how much I might feel alone, like I'm never really alone because there's like some larger energy and like all of my ancestors and all of the people before me that are up there or maybe not up there that I feel like that like goes back to like Hmm. religion for me. Um, But like, I don't know, all around and nowhere at the same time. I just like I feel held by that and like supported Mm. you know one of the practices that I've seen in multiple different groups that I've been a part of is the practice of calling in our ancestors and our guides 
but also our companions and like friends and family as well Mm -hmm. as like any children or like younger beings you know like above below forward behind like all of the energies that surround us and walk with us and also that walk ahead of us like I just love that concept of like bringing our awareness to that because how cool is it to think about like our ancestors and then also think about we're becoming ancestors Mm -hmm. so trippy I know (laughs) I know yeah but I I just love that and you know something else I think we have to talk about creativity when it comes to spirituality I mean, I'm reading The Artist's Way right now, and it's so, like, one of those things, like, it it was like it was someone was bashing me over the head with it, but, like, I didn't see it until now. Like, Mm. of course, I felt spiritual every time I was being creative in my whole life. I'm so interested to know, like, what does feeling spiritual mean to you? Like, can you, like, look back on a moment where you were feeling creative and, like, yeah, expand yeah. on that a little? Yeah. It's similar to actually when I met my wife, too. It's this feeling of timelessness. Time gets suspended. It's, like, the way people describe being in flow. Mm-hmm. Like, curious and intuitive and exploring, but also safe and secure it's so interesting to me because those are all attributes of like being in our parasympathetic nervous system (laughs) and like while we're in that space like we feel connected to ourselves and others and what is bigger than us Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing yeah well what does it mean to you do you have that experience of like spiritual moments I don't know that I could like pinpoint any at the moment. Like, I think the reason I asked you is because I was like, what does that mean? Like feeling spiritual. Like for me, it's like, I feel connected. Like, and and it's like hard for me to even like put that into words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to like, journal about this and try to pinpoint some of my experiences where I feel spiritual well I think that connected is a great way to describe it as yeah well. like because it is connected to everything mm-hmm. and to yourself simultaneously yeah I'm just thinking about like anytime I like sit outside and like the wind blows through me I just am like oh my God, I feel so connected to the elements. Like they are me, I am them. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny? I didn't even realize I was using spiritual as a feeling Mm. until you pointed it out. (laughs) Well, thanks for brainstorming over there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would just as easily interchange that with feeling connected, so. Mm. Yeah. I love that. A little synonym. Yeah. And clear too. I think that there's not so much noise when that's going on. Mm. Present. 
Oh yeah. There's like all those books about be in the now, right? Yeah. Be in the now makes me think about meditation. Like sometimes I meditate doing the dishes, you know, sometimes I am just sitting still. Sometimes it's at the end of a yoga practice. And like when I do that, I feel like it gives me greater access to my, I guess, capital S self, like the connection to my intuition, my inner self, like my guides, like all of those things that we're talking about connecting to. I feel like the practice of meditation is one of the ways to access that. And there's many ways to access that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up this concept of your big, big ass self. <laughs> because like in the beginning, I had said something around like your highest self, right? Like, would you say that that's what you would mean when you say like your big S self, that it's like your highest self? Totally. Except that I have sort of a chip on my shoulder about that term because of all the toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Like more than my highest self, I would say it's my truest self. Yeah. I love that. Um, I ask because I also have a chip on my shoulder. And like, when I hear that term, I'm like, what do you even mean by that? Like, what is a highest self? What is your best self? Like, and like, when I think about it, it's like my whole self. Mm -hmm. Um, and my whole self doesn't have to be my highest self. Mm hmm you know yeah um it's like your most natural self your most expressed self your most honest yeah yeah and I actually have something written here I actually this is something that came from one of my journals um okay says, I don't love the idea of highest vibe, best self, highest self. Like, what does that even mean? For me, it makes sense to say whole self or something like that. But even then to be our whole selves, we need some sort of support around healing our trauma and our wounds so that we can integrate parts and pieces back into the whole puzzle. Hmm. And I think that's like where a lot of spiritual communities are harming others because they are again bypassing people's lived experiences of trauma and not realizing that to be our highest self or best self or whole self or capital s self that means we have to like like integrate the pieces that we might not be so happy with mm-hmm Right. And I guess like that can like stem into like a conversation around like shadow work and how that relates to spirituality as well, which I think there's like something important in shadow work and in looking at these wounded parts or these parts that we're not so happy with. And I think when we're doing shadow work, we have to be really careful about like the concept of like banishing your shadows like getting rid of your shadows like I'm not here to like banish parts of myself like I'm here to like accept them and embrace them 
mm-hmm. and like and invite them into the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I were you gonna say something else? I it it makes me think of, you know, I, I know you mentioned human design and astrology earlier. And mm-hmm. some of that stuff resonates more with me than others. Some of it's been really powerful for me. Yeah. Still trying to wrap my head around astrology fully. It's a journey. <laughs> but it's making me think of when people talk about your Chiron or mm-hmm. your North and South node. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe it's less about you know, trying to get back to like this perfect little unscathed soul that we were when we got here, but rather that the wounding becomes part of the evolution of that soul. Mm -hmm. You know, not that like, I don't know that I'm, I'm a little skeptical about like it happened for a reason. (laughs) I'm I'm not gonna say I'm in that camp um but we are capable of like you said integrating the things that have happened and I guess deepening our experience of life by including those things Mm -hmm. instead of resisting them or pretending they didn't happen or like just erasing them yeah two things were coming up for me as you were speaking but I only remember one and the one that is coming up is uh do you know the name of the Japanese practice I believe where if something is broken they don't like throw it out and go get a new thing they like gold leaf it I literally have a dish in my cabinet and I, that's a thing I want to try. It's like, it starts with a K, right? Like I'm going to look it up right now. Yes, please do. But basically like, as you were saying, like maybe like these experiences are for your soul to like take and integrate. Like, I don't know why I just thought of like this practice and it's like, maybe we're the dish. And like, maybe it's not about throwing ourselves out, like, but taking these chipped pieces and like mending them back with a beautiful color of your choosing. Mm. Like, I don't know, but what is it? What's the name? I love that. I love that. Um, I might butcher this pronunciation, so I feel like nervous to even try. Um, It's Kintsugi or Kintsukuroi. I think I definitely said at least one of those wrong, but I love what you are saying. And it's also making me think of like, when you think of a wise spiritual teacher, like I don't imagine, and even like my wise older self, like, let's say I become, you know, spiritually actualized and like get to whatever place I'm seeking. Like, I'm not going to have some like, baby face with no wrinkles and like no experience in my heart like that's not where we're going (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna I imagine have 
even more space than I have now and compassion for others. Cause it's like when we include the things and the wounding that we've experienced, like, I feel like it gives us more space to connect with others and believe their lived experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because we are deepening empathy for ourselves, like empathy and compassion to ourselves. And it's just like extending to the people around us then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love, th- I love how like, this is where our conversation led. Um, part of me feels like we have like lost course of the spiritual topic, but there's but another part we? of me. I know there's another part of me that's like, we're talking about like being humans and mm-hmm. like, I really believe that being being humans and trying to navigate the human experience is part of a spiritual experience. And yeah. so like we don't we didn't really fall off course then. No, we didn't. And I really believe that communing with nature and each other mm-hmm. is also part of the spiritual and human experience. And I think that there is a reason that you know people do gather together in spirituality and then there's like cults and organized religions that have taken that and abused power Mm -hmm. and like done shitty things with it but it doesn't mean that us gathering together in a spiritual way doesn't have some value to it Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think like I said before I think there's a lot of value that spirituality offers us it's just each of us as individuals have to figure out like what what values lie in spirituality for us yeah and be discerning about like where you are putting your spiritual investments if you will yeah yeah if you're in a community that's like toxic positivity and like spiritual bypassing and like not holding space for people's lived experiences. Like I really highly encourage you to find a different place because. Or or just speak up about it. Like see what happens if you're not sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That'll really show you what kind of people you're hanging out around. Honestly, if you call that out, like, are they going to defend it? Are they going to like take your feedback and try to make the community a better place? Or even just hold space for you. Like, like yeah. how, how much space is there for you and your capital S self or your whole self um, mm-hmm. to be in that community? I also want to invite people to share, like, do you feel like you're on a spiritual path? And like, and or have you had a spiritual awakening? Like, where do you put yourself in this conversation? Do you find yourself in this conversation? Or is this like, totally off base for you and you're like no thanks <laughs> I, I doubt you're still here if that's the case <laughs> I don't know maybe it is the case and they're listening because they want to try a thing okay yeah I mean we invite you to try a thing oh <laughs> <sighs> all right well I don't think I have any invitations that are coming up hmm 
Okay, I have one more invitation. Okay, what is it? So for me, there are a bunch of spiritual-esque activities, right? Like we talked about meditation being an act access to spiritual experiences. Um, there are a bunch of them that like, I'm like, oh, I want to try that. Maybe when I get the guts to try that. Ooh, like what? Um, so I will invite you all to look at, is there anything that seems like a little outside your comfort zone that you might want to try? that seems safe enough to try, but maybe a little risky. You want to know what mine are? Okay. Um, okay. So one of them is like chanting. Like I big fan. Yeah. I, yeah. Chanting, um, breath work I have tried, but that was years ago. And like, it was definitely too intense for me at that time. So I want to try that again. Um, ecstatic dance do you know that there are people that just like get together and dance and they're like completely sober and just like being together yeah um yeah there's like a, a bunch of like cool stuff that people do to connect to their soul and spirit and that's a whole nother thing like what do we call this thing the universe like i, I don't know connecting to something bigger than ourselves Mm. I don't know. Just a Nailed. thought. Nailed um, it. I wanted to end this actually with two things. Number one, it just came up when Michelle was speaking. A lot of the things that you can throw into the spiritual activity bucket could also be thrown into the nervous system regulation bucket. I just want to throw that out there. And also into like the play and make-believe yes. bucket. You don't actually have to yes. believe it to try it out. Ah, oh, such a good point. Fantasy play, anyone? Um, okay, and the other thing is that I just want to remind you that no matter how you choose to be or not be spiritual, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And it's mm -hmm. a very like individualized journey. And yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because sometimes I hear people like, oh, you have to like do this and offer this. And it's like, you don't have to actually like do anything fancy. Yeah. You know, like there's no step-by-step -step guide on how to be spiritual. Yeah. And if someone's selling that to you, like, please block them. Um, but we're here for it. You just existing are a spiritual being to us, so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. So thank you as always for being here and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Ciao. I feel like I should say namaste for this episode. Thank you to all of my yoga teachers. <laughs> I feel like we could have just like kept going on that but There's I think that. it was like a nice little like brief discussion mm -hmm. to at least get people like reflecting yes. on their relationship to it
And also I love, we definitely had some like very resonant moments in there that, that felt like that's what I wanted for this episode and we did it. So that's good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes. 